Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, and wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Moses Uko, who is also a really good friend of mine, and he is a self-described griot videographer that uses 20th century technology to tell a family story digitally through film. Welcome, Moses, and you now have to tell us what a griot is. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, <laughs> Mish. Know, like I was telling Mish before I got on or before we started, um, this is pretty much the pinnacle of everything. <laughs> everything in my life has been leading up to this moment. It's just, it's all about this moment. Right. So pay attention, people. So, but let's tell everybody. What are griots? If you go uh-huh. back, well, first, let, I'm going to say, if you go back on TEDx Gateway Arch mm-hmm. back in December of which is now two, it's 2016 when right. we did our thing. All those things, all the videos, videos of me doing podcasting were filmed yeah. by. They were filmed by me yeah. and read social media marketing and video. That's right. Thank you for, for, for having me like do those. You're so sweet. Yeah. All right, Grio. What is a Grio? So a Grio is a West African storyteller, but that's in and of itself, or that description is too simple. Um, they're actually historians. Um, and they're historians for a particular community or for a village. And they it's not as if it's just a voluntary voluntary um, position. It's actually something that people pay a local griot to do. They will learn about a family's history, and then they'll actually create a song for that family that details their history, and they'll give it to that family, and that family can hold on to that song or that that entire tale, that yarn of their family's history. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that is what a griot does. And he's a historian for not only families, but for villages as well. And families will pay him to, to create that yarn for them. That is so cool. And then you, what you're doing then is you're taking the family history and putting it on film. Correct. Okay. Right. Well, and I got to see one and it was really, really sweet. So tell yeah. us about that. So I do it in a couple different ways. So I will do one for grandparents where they will tell their life story and they'll talk about where they grew up, what it was like for them growing up. Um, some of the intimate stories that you may want to know about your grandparents or your parent. Um, what was it like when you first uh, met dad? Like right. who was attracted to who? And kids love that. Right. Kids love to hear stories about their parents and grandparents. They mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, what was your work life like? What were some of your regrets over life? Um, what were some of your greatest accomplishments? What were the hidden stories that you may not have told us like when we were growing up? Those sorts of things. And then the second type that I do is actually a concept that I just uh, kind of came up with. And I call them video letters to um, to kids. Because one of the things that I found out is that a lot of mothers, when their kids are born, will start writing letters to their kids to give them to their kids later on. Um, and so do that. I feel bad. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> it's all right. Well, we can still make one for you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll write one now. No, Post hoc. <laughs> just date it. Like 1990, whatever. <laughs> but, um, I will have parents, um, talk directly to the camera as they're holding their children and they'll talk to the adult version of their, ch- their child. I have them cover some basic things. What's it like raising you right now? What are some amazing things about you right now? What are some challenges you might face in the future? And then I have them talk to the camera and specifically say, this is how much I love you. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. I mean, and and that is something that truly will be cherished for the rest of their life. It's oh, yeah. And you can hold on to. Yeah, because my dad passed away when I was 17 years old. Really? And I have four Polaroids and his driver's license. I wish I had something where he had just been talking 
to me right. or, and my sister. Or just I mean? moving. Like you could kind of get a feel for, you know, what did he look like when he was just walking right. as an example? Right. We have a bunch of movies from when I was a kid. That this is before you had the sound, right? Yeah. And so, and it was, it's so funny to see myself as a little kid because, mm-hmm. like, well, my husband says, Oh my gosh, you still have that same walk as you did when you were like four years old. That's how you walked, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of fun to see that. So I totally appreciate wanting to yeah. have those memories and to know. So that's what I want to create for people. Ah, yeah. I love it. That's uh-huh. so cool. And the one you did was so sweet with that couple and the, and the little girl. Yeah. And they were, and, but then they were so, they were like, so open and uh-huh. transparent. I mean, they were like, here's some difficulties, here's the good things, the bad things, here's everything. Yeah. I just, I was really, um, I mean, I just, I honored them for being so open about everything and letting too. you, letting oh, you yeah. show it to people. Yeah, they were actually, um, the wife is actually the, one of my sister's best friends. Um, and I'd known them for a while. And yeah, it, People don't realize how emotional an experience that is mm-hmm. until it actually happens. Um, because when you're in the moment and you're talking to this version of your child that like you can possibly see in the future, then you start thinking about those things. What is right. this person going to be like? What are they, their mannerisms going to be? What do they look like as they get older? You know. And I remember seeing the father like who's not particularly like a really emotional guy wipe away a couple Aww. tears there over the course of the the filming. So. Yeah, it's a it's an experience for me as well. Very cool. And so when you, um, I have to tell this because I think this is one of my favorite things I've ever done. And that was when we decided to do the video about don't come, come to, to don't really come like to bounce. I really so like that one. we were doing this video talking about it was really to drum up ticket sales for people to come to our um, our TEDx event. And we decided to play with it. Moses's idea was to tell her, "Don't come." Just do not come, don't show up. No. Because there's going to be a bunch of really interesting people there. Too Your many cool social people. calendar will fill up, blah, There'll blah. There'll be way blah. too much good food. And we had so much fun filming that. That yeah. was hilarious. And people were, and lots of people still remember it. Like people were like, you guys are so wacky, crazy. Good. good. <laughs> but that's how we are. I love to make people laugh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, me too. I mm-hmm. think that's one of my favorite things, mm-hmm. right? So um, you have been doing videography for a while now. Yeah. I, um, the reason I even got into videography was because I was attending a church when I was in Columbia, Missouri, and I knew they wouldn't let Goofy Mozuko get up on stage and give a sermon. So I started communicating my thoughts and my ideas about, you know, hope and salvation and all that stuff through video, you know, and they were really well received. And people think, oh, Moses the videographer. But it's not just so much Moses the videographer. It's Moses the communicator. I like communicating messages. Right. You know? And I guess that's one of the reasons why I like communicating messages between parent and child. Because that's something that's so meaningful. You know? Um, but then, you know, after Columbia, Missouri, I went worked in Atlanta, got depressed because I lived someplace for more than two years, jumped on cruise ships, and yeah, it, it was a struggle. Don't say that. That means uh, you're no. going to like leave in a year or something. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I started working on cruise ships, and that was a six-month-at-a-time lifestyle. And now I'm back in, in St. Louis after seven years of globetrotting and... Uh, the journey continues. So when you were on a cruise ship, the, what is it like to take everything you own and have just this much of it with you? It's fantastic. Really? Yes. It's not hard? No, you pare down your life and life becomes so much more simple. Interesting. Yeah. And so if you want to go off to 
place like Brooklyn and spend a few weeks or if you want to go to Costa Rica, oh man, or San Fr- or decide that you want to pick up and move to San Francisco for a couple months, you can do that. You huh. know? Well, and I guess so and so this weird part of me is like, but then I have to wear the same outfit. But I would be wearing the same outfit in different cities so people wouldn't know I was wearing right. the same outfit. <laughs> Right. I feel like we're all cartoon characters. This is my whole worry about <laughs> I actually wish like everybody just did have one, like 15 sets of one outfit and then like it would make life like we so had much uniforms. Simple. Yes. Yeah. No, but whatever you wanted. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that would be your personal uniform. Yep. Like you have to, would you get to change it every once in a while though? Maybe because every like month like, or so. Like what you wear at 15, you might feel kind of silly. And when at you're... 20. Yeah, but here's the thing, Mish, you don't realize how much you're kind of inspiring me now as, as we're talking. Maybe I will just buy like one, like 15 types of the same t-shirt and like 15 types of the same jeans. And that'll jeans. be your uniform. <sighs> That I actually feel well, like I put on something Well, or we could start here. a personal uniform business. Ooh. What is your personal uniform? And it could have your People logo? People could come in and we will... <laughs> it could have your own personal logo on your shirt? And then we'll market it. <laughs> Billion dollar idea. Everybody gets started in a different way. Imagine if people come in and we're like, okay, we're going to design. We're feeling your aura right now. All sorts of stuff. I'm seeing blue for you. You never know. (laughs) You know the guy who uh, who invented the super soaker? He was actually a NASA engineer who was just doing an experiment in his bathtub. Made like seventy (laughs) one million dollars. I don't even want to know. Experiment. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry. (laughs) The little jets and rockets. Anyway, seventy one million dollars. So uniform idea. Yes. It's ours. No one else take it. Now that we put it all over it. like a uh, podcast and social media. <laughs> I'm so afraid that someone, we're going to like a year from now, we're going to see it and be like, oh, dang it. Yeah. We shouldn't have put it out there. Yeah. Maybe it'll give us royalties bees or is that what that's called? Well, it's, 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 all, it. it's all out there now. So there is no doubt that we created that. All right. Right Yay. now. Yeah, yeah. High five on that. Boom. <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Moses. back with Moses, my buddy. All right. So what else should we talk about? Um, (laughs) I can talk about anything. All right. Well, let's talk about how crazy the world is without making people mad. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So cash me outside girl. Oh, wait. Yeah. Have you heard of this this? person? No. Okay. Cash me outside. Now. Cash like money cash or cash? I'll I'll, I'll explain it to you. Okay. I gotcha. So this is the reason why I completely believe that I am a millionaire or I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> okay. Because right. if this girl can be set or be um be proposed to have a million dollars by the end of the year, yeah, or projected, that's what I was looking for. So can I. So this girl, she's completely wretched. She goes on um the um Dr. Phil show. Okay. okay? And she's giving her parents or her mom a really hard time. And she's being so like, you know, out there that the audience starts laughing at her, you know? And then she goes, Wait a second. Can I say the word hose on your shirt? Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> so she, you know, she was like, all these hoes laughing at me. And then Dr. Phil literally goes, did, did, oh, wait a second. Let me do the mustache. Did you, did you, did you just call 
all the women in the audience hoes? And she and, and so doctor. Right. And then she goes, Yeah, all these hoes. And then she goes, They can cash me outside. How about that? And then all of them were like, what? And then the mother goes, she's saying they can catch her outside. How about that? Meaning she'll take them outside and do what she has to do. Did you know that this phrase went viral? Really? Now the the girl is, she's like 13 years old. She's making money off endorsements and is supposed to get her own reality show. So if the cash me oh outside girl can be projected to make a million dollars off of some goofy saying... Me with my desire no, and like I don't want creativity. you to make money off of that. Cash me outside. How about that? No, because, okay. So hear me out here. The reality show thing. It's 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 not reality, first of all. No. But I mean, we all know that at this point. But I don't, I have, I find it difficult to make ce- people celebrities yeah. when the, they're just, they're just train wrecks. Maybe need people, to go to a therapist. People love seeing a train wreck. But I don't know that I like that. I may want to be a train wreck. I don't want you to be a train wreck. I want to capitalize Moses, on no, that. You're not going to be on a rail. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's all downhill from here. You're on the Mishmash podcast. <laughs> Nothing is ever going to stop this. <laughs> no, because you are way too talented and way too intelligent, I and that. you will be fine. Yeah, I don't know. Like, no, yeah, I, no, I, no, I know you, I'll be you fine. Do know. But I know I'll be fine. But then you have like really smart and really intelligent people who got the shaft in history. Look at Nikola <laughs> Tesla. Okay, that guy was brilliant. Well, yeah. And then you have a hack like Thomas Edison who comes right. along and like is in history books. Come I just watched now. a whole show about that recently. Right. We, I bet we're watching the same show. Quite possibly. Yeah. PBS? No. Okay. Mine was different. I'll admit, Ancient Aliens. Ooh, I like that one I too. Totally on love the History Channel? Because it, well, for one thing, it freaks my brain out. And I love things that freak my brain out. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, I get great joy in watching Giorgio. Who's Giorgio? Giorgio's the guy with the wacky hair. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I love Giorgio. Yeah, that is so, a good guy. So, I mean, it's like one of those things, like when he, I'm like, Giorgio! Yeah. I announce him when he comes on. I love that guy. Oh, you know, that's such a cool name to say, too, Giorgio. I know, Giorgio. Giorgio. He I, was here in St. Louis a couple of years ago. I did not know that. And if he comes back, I'm totally going to go see this guy. Yeah. You know what? Like, I've actually come up with an alter ego for my uh, myself. And who is my this? My alter ego, even though, like, Moses is a pretty interesting name by itself. I love the name Moses. I would enjoy being called Charles Alexander. Charles Alexander, because it sounds so... Like, Are you going to say it that way? Are you going to do snobby voice? Hello, I'm Charles, Charles Alexander. Alexander. Right, because what does Charles Alexander do? I need do? gray poupon. Right, Charles Alexander races speedboats. Charles Alexander rides camels through the Sahara. Uh, Charles Alexander collects rare and expensive totally arts. He's totally cool. He's the most, second most interesting man in the world. <laughs> I'm not trying to capitalize on any Dos Equis, like, like copyright Who? infringement. What? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah. Charles Alexander. Xander. I never thought of having an alter ego, but I, it's. What are you I talking know. about? You have Mission Dan. I'm, I'm, oh, Mission Dan. Yeah. yeah. Mission Dan. So yeah. that's my husband. So, mm-hmm. so I will tell people this story. Go for it. So, my husband, Dan. Okay, so my so my in-laws were talking about Mish and Dan. Mm-hmm. Mish and Dan did this, Mish and Dan do that, Mish and Dan. Okay. And at one point, the people that they were sharing stories about us with said, now, what kind of missions does Mission Dan go on? He sounds really cool. 
<laughs> so now Dan is mission Dan. Right. Off to another mission. I feel like we should make like a song about him. Mission Dan. Mission Dan. <laughs> or at least if like, nobody else like does, a comic, mission can. There's your mission show. Mission Dan can. There you go. And I just came up with that right very, off the top of my head. It does. It kind of sounds like one of those old time shows, mm-hmm. you know, where they were like, dun, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like Bonanza. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He, I think he watched Bonanza. He would appreciate that. You know what? Maybe we can do that. Maybe <laughs> we can shoot that sometime. That and our uniform company. That's right. So many ideas just it's floating just around out all there. all over. And ideas are fun, but what do we say? You have to implement them. That's right. That's where the hard part comes in. One of my dad's biggest pieces of advice was, and regardless of the fact I only have those four Polaroids and a driver's <laughs> license, is that this guy would give me the same advice, not the same advice, but good advice. But it was it was both profound, but at the same time, straightforward. And when gotcha. I was like, Dad, you know, I really want to like do this. Like, I want to, um, you know, build this model. And he'd be like, Moses, because he was Nigerian. He'd go, <laughs> Moses, do. And it's like, not do it, not you should do it. It was just that one word, do. do. <laughs> like, I love okay. that though. Yeah. Because that's, boom, that's yeah. to the point. Just do. Just go do it, man. Yep. Oh, There's gosh. It's like it. very Yoda. Yeah, he was kind of Yoda. It feels Yoda. Yeah. And I mean, Yoda is totally wise, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yoda, so I, I don't want to be blasphemous. Go but, for it. Um, Unless you're offending the Jedi. But, <laughs> you but you know, <laughs> if you have like kind of like an altar of of energy, mm-hmm. if you will, well, Yoda is definitely on mine. Yeah. Because he's, he's got that whole spiritual kind of vibe to him and very wise and yeah. shares good information. Kind of if you follow the Yoda advice, you're good. I feel like maybe, and this is another business idea, yodaadvice.com. You go there whenever you want like good advice from Yoda. You're <laughs> like, could, Yoda, what should I do, do in this situation? Do you think they would let us use his likeness? They may, we probably have to pay big bucks for that. No, we just spell it differently. Like, instead Doya? of- no, like it would be spelled Y O D A H. Ah, Yoda. and just have a little green guy with big ears. Yep, way to get around copyright laws. <laughs> Someone tells me Disney wouldn't dig that. Disney, they're a huge multi conglomerate. <laughs> oh, them Go up against David. I just was at Disney either. World, you really? know, with the whole cheer competition thing. Yeah, yeah. How'd, yeah. You, how'd you enjoy your experience? Okay, well, let me just tell you that the week before I went to Ted Fest. Okay. And then the week after that, I went to Disney World. So I had two extremely different... East Coast and West Coast. But also very different experiences. Uh, Right? Because the Ted Fest experience is definitely way different than a Disney World experience. Yeah, definitely. So it was interesting to have that happen within a two-week span. Yeah. You know, like at Disney, apparently... Well, this is specifically on the cruise line. I never worked on the cruise line, but I was told that you're not allowed to point at things. Like if someone's like, hey, where's the bathroom? You can't go, oh, it's right there. You have to go, oh, it's that way. Oh, you have to be gesture. all like... You have to gesture. Please move your body in that direction. Oh, yeah. Like, no pointing. Yeah, like you... Just in case they were like... they People would think... That, that Disney guy is pointing at me and saying things. Or he's casting a magic spell. Ooh, that could be. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, huh. yeah. They have a bunch of rules. Uh, well, yeah, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I've heard they have a lot of rules, oh. but they're talk about branding. Oh, yeah. They got they that the one. king of it. Yeah, they got that going on for them. You got to respect it. Well, cool. We're going to take a break because we got questions, man. Okay. Fantastic. All right. We'll be right back with Moses.
Okay, we are back with Moses the Grio. The Grio. Okay, so Mr. Cruise Line. Okay. Let us say we are going on a Starship cruise. Oh, I'm so pure excited. I love Star Trek. Okay, where are we going? Okay. Where, what are we visiting first? So, the closest pl- uh, um, star system that we could get to would be Alpha Centauri. But that's not necessarily someplace that I'd want to visit. But, not because I wouldn't want to visit it, but I want to go someplace, like, larger. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I would want to go to um, V.Y. Canis Majoris. That is, right now, the most interesting star to me. And really? the reason is, is because that star is, like, and I'm not under-exaggerating here, about... 5,000 times the size of our sun. Really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so do we know if it has planets around it? Um, There may be. But see, that's the freaky thing. Because if this thing is 5,000 times larger than our sun, does that mean that there could potentially be like an Earth-like planet that's 5,000 times the size of like our Earth? And could there mean that there are like sentient beings that are 5,000 times the size of us that are just giants and walking around? That's kind of cool. Yeah. So then do you wonder if like ants are little people and they're like, please be careful. Yes. (laughs) Could there be miniature civilizations all around us? That is a complete possibility. Oh my gosh. In my head, this is really hilarious. Uh But but seriously, I think about, okay, that's the kind of stuff that used to, I used to freak myself out about. So again, I don't want to be blasphemous, but I was not really into church. Mm -hmm. So what I figured out when I was at church was that I could play around in my brain. And so I used to freak myself out. Like that was the stuff I used to think about when I was in church because I just kind of got bored with it. Mm -hmm. So this was what I would do. I would think of like, what if we're just a cell inside of a great big body? Yep. Would we be a cancer cell because we have so many wars? I mean, this is like the weird stuff Little Mish was thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I once asked a guy, I was like, you know, sometimes I I was like, this might sound weird, but Sometimes I wish I was a note in a beautiful song. And the guy that I was hanging out with, he was like, um, it was a guy that I was at leadership conference with. He goes, yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> and I was like, all right, well. You just look to- like, you just did like a Na- Napoleon Dynamite right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what that reminded me of. Okay, so I got the cruise ship. I got to go with this, go right? It. Okay, you have to have some crazy story. Yeah, um, I mean that many people showing up on a ship right. every weekend, and we got there's some there's got to be some crazy stories. I'm just trying to like one tell that isn't that's, X-rated, that's, right? That's PG like <laughs> like 13. Oh, oh my god! Dang, really? I mean, that you have a, like oh from the X-rated versions? Yes. I've got like a <gasps> bummer. Yeah, but but I, well, I can, we could just I can dig and find something. Okay. Um. Man, I wish I'd had just yeah, a second. I, I feel like it's weird. Like, aren't there like nonstop buffets? The, okay, that's the tamest of it all. Oh. But the thing is, is that sometimes, okay. The, this I mean, is, I'm just thinking I'll I can just the, see I'll t- people. I'll tell you the goofiest like questions. Okay. Oh, goofy questions right. are good. Because what happens is, is, and this is by no means to insult anybody, but when people go on vacation, anybody, when you go on vacation, your IQ actually drops by about five points. This has been <laughs> proven. Okay. Seriously? I don't care who you are. You could be Stephen Hawking. If you find yourself on a cruise ship, you are going to be done. Right. Oh, okay. Those equations aren't going to come out the same way. I will so, never do a podcast on a cruise ship for that reason then. Quite possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is what happens. Sometimes people ask questions like, which elevator takes you to the front of the ship? Oh. Or um, or <laughs> here's the one, is that 
they would ask, so do you live on the ship full time or do you like get off? And so one crew member long ago, because this story is like infamous at this point, goes, no, they have helicopters take us off each night. <laughs> That's how we get back home. And so a guest, that same cruise, That's like I said- That's why this cruise ship is so expensive. Right, right. <laughs> and so a guest, that same cruise, like goes to- um goes to the front desk and says, I just cannot sleep. I cannot sleep. The helicopters that drop off and pick up the crew members is just making way too much noise. Oh my gosh. And And they're like, okay. Yeah. We have a special padded room for you. Exactly. With a special (laughs) coat. It's white and has extra long arms. You'll like it. Yeah. That's the thing is that on the one hand, it was so easy for me to just tell people things that were not true in order to, oh, this is one of my favorite Well, ones. no, but I know what you mean because you, okay, and you say yours and then I'll tell you. Okay, so I got the advice from a comedian once that if you ever found yourself in trouble at work, you just say, it's my first day, okay? Ah. But if you're a doctor, lawyer, or surgeon, don't do don't this. Don't say first day. No. No, yeah, good, good but advice. for me- this guy came on board and he was doing an audit and he was like, yeah, so um, if you found yourself doing this, but you were in this muster station, what should you do? I've been on board ships for about two years at that point and I've been on board that ship for about two months. And I looked at him and I go, it's my first day. And he turns and he looks at me, he goes, well, welcome aboard. And I was like. <laughs> and then when he did the audit, he said, I have concerns about Moses <laughs> because he thought it was his first, first day. day. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I, long time ago, lived in Oregon, in okay. Bend, Oregon, and I worked in the tourist center. So the joke at Bend, Oregon was minimum wage with a view. Okay. Because it was like a whole tourist place, right? Yeah. And, um, and we would have interesting questions. Yeah. So my favorite was, well, I've got a few, but one of my favorites was um, someone called and wanted to know the zebra population of Bend, Oregon. Okay. I thought, and I'm like, do you possibly mean llamas? You know, because people had llama farms and such. And they were like, no, I heard that you had a lot of zebras there. I'm thinking, no. And then my, and then another time I I had a couple come in and they, they were um, there to camp. And of course, you know, we could tell people like, here were some great camping spots or whatever. They were camping and they wanted to know where was the last place that Bigfoot had been spotted. Now, so, right. So I just kind of took out the map and I was like, there. Yeah. And I just chose a really good camping spot because I thought, well, even if they don't see Bigfoot, they will be staying in a nice place. You should have been like right here. It's like over here, kind of, although he travels over here a lot and and happens to go to this place to eat. So you might want to check out that one. He loves the IHOP. (laughs) Bigfoot. He has such good taste, Tim. (laughs) Okay. One more. Yeah, go for it. Have you ever watched a series that you just wish you wouldn't have watched? Oh, wait a second. Um, like a television series, yeah. right? Or maybe a movie. Like you saw a movie and went, why did I watch that whole One movie? One of them was the movie Pie. You ever see that? No. Oh, wow. Like after I saw that movie, I was in college and a friend of mine you know, who's like one of those really like esoteric- Pi is in P-I. Right, like the number. I did see it. Like this friend of mine, he was one of these esoteric, you know, he's a smart guy. And he was like, hey, you should watch this film. It's really eye-opening and it's cool. And I was like, all right. So I popped it in and I watched it. And I think I took it back to my room. And afterward, like I tried returning it to his room, 
but he wasn't there. And when I got back to my to my dorm room, I just left it outside. And I was like, this, <laughs> this is this, it's not was it just back. terrible? It's not that it was terrible. It was more so that like it was creepy. It was all in black and white. And the oh. entire thing was about this mathematician who became obsessed with the number pi and he started seeing it everywhere. And then at the end of the movie, because like he knew that the more oxygen he got to his brain, the better he'd be able to think. And that's just true. Right. He drilled a hole into his head and died. Ew. But it was because he was so obsessed with figuring out the unifying theory using pi. <sighs> so yeah. That's, I have a feeling that the people that made the movie maybe were doing drugs. Right. Or there was the movie <laughs> the, um, the Elephant Man. Have you ever seen that oh, one? Oh yeah. That my one. Sis- my sister, as she was watching that movie, she was eating honey buns as a kid. And <laughs> like she was just eating honey bun after honey bun. And now it's like <laughs> when she looks at a honey bun, because she was so like grossed out by the movie, not by the man, but by how they treated him, she wants to throw up every time she sees the honey bun. <laughs> so that's something to be said about like association people pavlov knew what he was talking about so imagine how many people well no i think popcorn that's that might be the whole thing behind popcorn at movies is that it really never factors into any movie there's scientific studies Hmm. (laughs) i'm just totally totally, you say things so convincingly i know well yeah i'm good at that even though i really don't have any idea what i'm talking about half the time that's okay We can rule the world, apparently. <laughs> and make US. strange, weird new businesses on the spot. Right. Um, oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, for me, the movie is There Might Be Blood, which got oh, all kinds of yeah. critic, like rave reviews and, you know, oh, just, I mean, there something about that movie was amazing. For me personally, I watched, it's three hours long. Yeah. And I kept thinking at some point, I'm gonna. I'm gonna blood, feel right? like. Hmm? It's there. There will be blood, right? There will be blood. Okay. No, okay. I think you might be right. Okay. Okay. Anyway. There might. There will. Somewhere there's gonna be blood. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more about this. All I can say is that I watched that whole thing, and at the end of it, I was going, "I can't believe I watched that yeah. whole movie." I mean, I. I mean, and not to say that a, a amazingly well-made movie needs to be. Um, well, it just goes to prove it. It, it. You don't have to like it. It can be amazingly well made, but it just really was not worth watching yeah. as far as I was concerned. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And just, you can't always trust critics. No. Oh, you know what? No. I'll tell you what movie that I saw and I was like, I can't believe I actually watched that. It was <laughs> um, it was that movie um, Silence. It came out maybe about two or three months ago. It had um, um, that dude, Andrew Garfield in it. And... Um, what was the other guy? Liam um, Neeson. And it was about these this guy who had been a missionary and he had gone. It's not even a religious movie, but he went out to like Japan to try to convert people. But then somehow he got lost to Japan or like he got captured. And Andrew Garfield and this other guy came out to um, to Japan to try to find him and to, you know, continue the, the good work. And. Like, it's all about their experience in trying to convert the Japanese people, but how their culture was, like, completely, like, like Leave resistant. us alone. Right. <laughs> and the thing is, is that once I saw that movie, because there was no soundtrack, it was, it was did not follow the conventions of a regular movie, which I can appreciate. But I took a girl on, this, on a date <laughs> for this movie, and literally 10 minutes in, I was like... This was not the right movie to take. And I That's a bad to date her. movie. I apologized to her afterward. Oh, well, that was good of you yeah. then. And she was probably like, what is with this weirdo? Yeah. All right. So we cannot end on, on weird movie notes. How about so, this? Favorite movie? 
Quick. Oh, okay. Ooh, my favorite movie right now? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, just, just overall. What's a oh. movie that you could always watch over and over oh, again? Oh, that I can watch again and again and again? Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Ooh. Yeah, love that. That movie cracks. And Big Lebowski. I okay. Could, okay, so obviously I love the Coen brothers. But yes, those, I, th- those two movies I could watch again and again and again. Okay. For me, it's Back to the Future. Back to the Future. One, two, three. How many are there? One, and three. One and Two, three. Eh. But like <laughs> one and three made me think I can change destiny. And hopefully we will. And you're driving a DeLorean, right? Oh, yes. I know. It's parked out there and it's got the hover conversion and it's oh, awesome. Oh, good. Well, can I go for a ride? Absolutely. Right after the podcast? When I say hover conversion, I mean it's actually sitting on like those hoverboards that have the wheels. <laughs> but but it goes. It yeah, might it take goes. us a while to get somewhere. Yeah. But yeah, and we'll we just have cool. to we just have to lean forward in the car a little bit. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm gonna practice. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Moses, thank you so much. You know I adore and love you. Hey, likewise. Love you too, Mish. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here. And you can always hear awesome people like Moses on Mishmash Podcast. So go Mishmash. to iTunes and sign, subscribe, and you get to hear all these cool people. And we just really have fun. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. It's all about the fun. World traveling videographers, griots, and awesome women. Crazy like podcasters. Mwah. Yes. Love you. All right, everybody. Bye. Have a good rest of your day. Bye.